0: Hi, this is Jay Baer of Convince & Convert Consulting, and welcome to the new Content Experience Show. Content Experience is the new content marketing. It's not only about reaching audiences where they are, but engaging them with personalized, useful content that matters. On the Content Experience Show, we share strategies, tips, and real-world examples of how leaders are taking their content marketing to the next level. Now, here's your hosts, Randy Frisch from Uberflip and Anna Harak from Convince & Convert Consulting.
1: welcome to the content experience show i'm randy frisch Iraq thank you so much for being here too and we've got a really special episode today because uh we've got jay here jay bear and i mean jay started this podcast way back when he brought me in you know he told me about you he introduced the two of us i mean he's he's kind of our matchmaker and now he's here and you know we we Felt a little bit of pressure when we when we interviewed him this past week, but uh, it it went pretty well. I mean, you know, Jay's Jay's the big deal. I mean, you can tell everyone about him. I mean, he's he's the man.
2: Yeah, totally. And it's kind of funny whenever I you know kind of look through Jay's bio and I talk about to people about exactly everything Jay does. It kind of reads like the most interesting man in the world. So a lot of you out there already know who Jay Bear is. You follow him. You've seen him speak. But just as a refresher for everyone, Jay is a renowned business strategist, sought-after keynote speaker, New York Times bestselling author of five books, and host of the award-winning Social Pros podcast. In addition to that, he has advised more than 700-plus companies since 1994, including brands like Caterpillar, Nike, Allstate, the United Nations and 32 of the Fortune 500. And of course, he is also the founder and president of Convince & Convert, a strategy and consulting firm that helps prominent companies gain and keep more customers, which I, of course, am also a part of.
1: So you you've left out some things that we've learned on this upcoming podcast, though. And, you know, some of those are we learned a lot. Oh, yeah. Like his love for barbecue. I mean, we can't go into it because he does. Yeah. Uh, We learned about uh, how him and I share a love for the term, the content experience and uh, you know, the involvement that he's going to have in helping build that movement. And, you know, really everyone who tunes into this podcast is helping build that movement too, because it's an opportunity. To you know, take these ideas, take them back into your company, and really push for changes in terms of how we leverage the content we've created. And I think those are that those are the areas that Jay is really pushing us on these days.
2: Totally. And you know what's amazing is the next twenty five minutes, everybody is in for a huge treat because not only are they going to learn more about the content experience show and what makes it so different and what makes it so important at this critical time in content marketing, they're also going to. To learn a bit about Jay's new book and get some tips and tricks there. They're also going to get a sneak peek into Connex this year. And they're also going to get some amazing barbecue tips.
1: Absolutely. And, and the talk trigger thing is, is really cool because I think for a lot of us, as we learned, uh, we, we get into the motions of doing the same as we've always done, whether that's the same that our team does or whether we look at our competition and say, well, we've got to do that. But the idea of a talk trigger that I really take away from is challenge ourselves as marketers for something that will distinguish us and help build our brand and something that people come to us for, whether it's silly or whether it's iconic. And there's so many brands when I think about it that I'm loyal to and that I probably can tell you what their talk trigger is.
2: Totally. Yeah. Everybody has that brand that they love. They rave about to their their friends, their family members. And it's sort of those things that we rave about that Jay's really going to talk to us about today and how we can start to identify them. And why it's so critical for brands.
1: So without further ado, Anna, let's bring in Jay. Let's let you guys hear the great time we had this past week on the Content Experience Show. Jay, welcome to
2: the Content Experience podcast it is so wonderful to have you here as our first official guest
0: I feel like it's man I feel like I had to be here for the first official I feel like I was assigned this responsibility Anna to be here on the big content experience the con X show uh, with you and my good friend Randy super psyched for you guys this is gonna be amazing
2: agreed yeah we're really excited about it too and everybody who was listening in on uh, mine and Randy's little teaser trailer last time kind of knows the direction that we're going um, but it's that actually fitting because you started content pros back in the day and you've also been talking about content experiences in some way shape or form for a long time even way back from your first book utility and all the way up to even hug your haters it's really kind of a thread you've talked about for a long time
0: well i mean shouldn't all content be an experience i mean if, if a content isn't experience what's the point of doing the content right you're just you're just trying to do something for google's benefit like what what's the what's the point of this I, you know As I've said a a number of times, maybe even on on um, on the content pro show at one point, you know, the goal is not to be good at content. The goal is to be good at business because of content. And the only way you do that is by producing content, a content experience, if you will, that your audiences actually want to receive right? If your audiences aren't craving your content, if the thing that you're making isn't their favorite version of that, their favorite blog, their favorite podcast, their favorite video series, their favorite Instagram story, their favorite haiku, their favorite YouTube channel, then why are you doing this at all? Because I got to tell you, as you guys know, and your guests know on the show, content ain't easy, and it sure isn't free. And it's getting harder and harder all the time. And so there's a lot of people out there, including some of the clients that we have the, the good fortune to work with that can to convert. Anna and I, in our team who are really involved in the random acts of content movement right now, right? They're just firing bullets off into the air, hoping that a bird flies over. And that's not going to work anymore.
2: It's kind of funny. I actually love that's one of my favorite quotes of yours about stopping, you know, random acts of content. And um, it seems like thinking about the entire experience can really Help with some of that. So, taking a step back and really looking at what we're providing, and just a little bit of clarification, Jay, how do you define the content experience?
0: I think the content experience is is everything that happens to the audience during and after their consumption of that content, right? The content experience is the totality of the interaction. I, I would say that the content experience is not much different than the customer experience. I, I define customer experience as how we make our customers feel. And I would say the content experience is how we make our audiences feel. After consuming content, after listening to this show, how do they feel? That's the experience in my in my estimation.
1: I love that, Jay. It's it's funny. I I like that retail experience analogy. And you know I love analogies. And you know, you think about it, there's certain stores that we all love to go into. Think about your grocery store. There's so many different stores where you can buy apples and you can buy your cereal, but so many of us love going to, say, Whole Foods, right? Whole Foods is a completely different experience from beginning to end when you walk in and walk out of there. And I think the same thing can be said about the content. I mean, we've all bought in now to creating content, or many of us have. And now we've got to actually take it to that next level to say, it's not enough to create content. We have to think about that end-to-end experience from the first point that someone engages with us to whatever we suggest next to put into their basket, if you will, using the the shopping analogy. And I think, you know, just as you've bought in, we're seeing a lot of people buy in. As you know, you know, my company, Uberflip, I mean, we've been preaching the content experience along with you for, for a while now. And I remember it was about a year or so ago that we saw another software company use our tagline of, you know, the content experience platform that you need. And at first I went home, I was so mad. I was like, pissed. I was like, how are they copying us? But then I realized, no, this is legit now. Like other people are doing it too. We're not the only ones, you know, shouting out and, and talking about that. And, and I, I think that's what, you know, all of us are really excited about.
0: Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. We have to think bigger about what content is and what it can be. And, and also how it fits into the overall objective of the organization. So I'm excited about the show, excited about the work that we're doing together on the event, Randy between Uberflip and convince giver consulting. Like it, it, it Content is now air, right? It's everywhere inside the organization. We don't talk enough probably about the the role and the importance of internally created content, about the content that you're creating to educate, entertain, inform your own team members, right? There's a lot of other elements to content that that we don't spend as much time on because it's not as immediately sexy or entertaining as do better YouTube or, or whatever. But there's a lot of other dimensions to content, to the content experience. And I'm really excited that we're gonna unveil and uncover some of those in this show as we move forward.
1: Absolutely. And and we'll keep people in a little bit of anticipation hearing about the event that we've done together and the involvement you're going to have going forward. Before we get to that, though, you you were mentioning the idea of what do we talk about when it comes to content. And, you know, lately you've been going around and and meeting with a lot of marketers, talking to a lot of audiences, and your new book is coming out that talks all about how we get people's attention and what we become known for. And I I believe you call it a talk trigger. Maybe you can help us understand what a talk trigger is and what the book will focus on.
0: Yeah, here's the crazy thing, guys. Word of mouth is the most powerful and perhaps the most cost-effective form of customer acquisition, period. New research came out just a few months ago from Engagement Labs that says that 19% of all purchases in the United States are driven directly by word of mouth, and as much as 40% of all purchases are influenced by word of mouth, and those numbers are even higher in business-to-business because it's very, very rare that somebody makes a B2B purchase without checking with a friend, without looking at uh, reviews or something along those Lines, whether they're going to hire, uh, convince and convert or Uber flip or any of the other, you know, trillions of B2B firms out there, people gut check that first. And a lot of times word of mouth is the tipping point there. So what's crazy about that is you're talking about somewhere between 20 and 40% of your whole business, right? 100% of the people listening to my voice right now care about word of mouth. 1% of those people have a strategy and a plan for creating it. We assume that our customers will talk about our businesses. However, We almost never give them raw materials to tell stories about us. We assume that being good equals a story, that we have good food, we provide good customer service, uh, we're a good company. Nobody ever says, ever, Randy, nobody ever says, hey, 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 let me tell you. I'm going to tell you about this perfectly adequate experience I had last night. Nobody says those words, right? So so if you want to
1: <laughs> my wife my wife sometimes hears those but but that's the extent. Yeah, I guess you're right.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you want to make word of mouth work for your business and trust me you do, you have to give your customers a story. You have to do something that is outside of the frame of their current expectations. So I'm writing this new book with my good friend, Daniel Lemon called talk triggers. And it's all about how same is lame. Plain follow the leader, especially in marketing is a road to ruin. And we see it all the time. We probably see it more in B2B than B2C, but we see it constantly. One organization has a good idea. And all their competition mimics that idea, whether it's a a headline, a tagline, a color scheme, a landing page, a webinar, a podcast, whatever. Everybody does the same thing because, oh, evidence of success. If all you do is play follow the leader, you will never be better than second best because whoever was original will always do it better because they will become known for it. And if all you care about is averages, you'll never be anything other than an average marketer, right? You've got to give yourself permission to do something different. And when you do that, Anna, that's where word of mouth clones your customers. Your current customers tell their friends, which brings you new customers at no additional cost. That's why talk triggers are so important.
2: It's kind of funny that you mentioned the following of the leader. I think one of the best examples I saw of that was when BuzzFeed came out with those tasty videos and they were brilliant and amazing and wonderful. But now even still, you see everybody with a recipe is following that style, that format, you know, that very uh, sort of stylistic cut But on the flip side, you know, brands giving themselves the opportunity to be original and do something different. Jay, what's a really good example... Of that that you've seen lately, a really good example of a good talk trigger where somebody did something exceptional that no one else is doing.
0: I'll give you a couple of examples. One very simple and, and one more complex. So one of the examples we have in the book and one that I talk about a lot because it, it really does conceptualize uh, talk triggers and word of mouth quite, quite neatly is a, a restaurant in Sacramento called Skip's Kitchen. And Skip's is a, a one location uh, organization run by Skip. Um, per the name of the restaurant. It's mostly uh, high-end hamburgers, that kind of thing. It's counter service. So you go to the counter, you order, they give you a number and they bring you your food when it's done. Well, Skips is a popular restaurant partially because they have an extraordinary talk trigger. The way it works is you order your food at the counter and whether you have one person in your party or 12, once you've completed your order, they pull a deck of cards out from under the uh, counter. They fan all the cards out face down and they say, pick a card. And if you pick a joker, your entire meal is free. And that happens on average three times a day. And people go bonkers, right? They sound a bell and they take selfies and they tell their friends. It's insane, right? And then if you don't win, they give you the card. So you, let's say you get eight of clubs and you put that on the table and that's your number. So they bring the burger, two patty melts and an onion rings. Oh, eight of clubs. Here you go, right? So it's a whole thing. So Skips has a line to get in almost constantly. They have spent $0.00 and 0 cents on marketing in seven years. The only thing they do is the cards.
1: It's such a better experience than the Seinfeld Soup Nazi, but it's just as effective, right? I mean...
0: Which is also a talk trigger, but but not a positive one, right? And that's the...
2: Right.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I'll give you an example of a business-to-business uh, talk trigger, probably one that many listeners are familiar with. Uh, you may have used a, a conference call service called uh, Uber Conference, uh, it's a free or inexpensive uh, conference calling to get all your team members online. You may know that they have a very a humorous on hold song that they wrote that their co-founder wrote. And, and it's very catchy and people have covered it. You know, you find it on Spotify now. And so most on hold music is perfunctory at best. They turn their on hold music into an actual word of mouth generator. And if you go to Twitter, and do a search for Uber Conference Plus on hold, you will see dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of posts and mentions. Uh, The threshold that we use in the book to determine whether or not a differentiator is a talk trigger, is whether it's got a 25% pass along rate. So if one out of your four uh, one out of every four customers mention it or remember it when you ask them, then then it is sufficiently sticky uh, to propel into the future.
1: Well, those, those are amazing examples. We are going to take a break to hear a talk trigger from some of our sponsors who hopefully have some great things to get you talking about. And then we'll be back here on the content experience show.
0: Hey everybody, this is Jay Baer from Convince and Convert reminding you that the Content Experience Show is sponsored by Uberflip, a cloud-based platform that helps marketers like you create personalized content experiences to showcase the content you've created. You, not IT, you, can easily create engaging content hubs that your audiences will love. I use it all the time. My team uses it all the time. With Uberflip, you'll deploy content faster, accelerate your lead gen, and enable your sales team with personalized content throughout the sales cycle. Go to uberflip.com pros. That's uberflip.com pros to find out how you can show your company that the content experience matters. The show is also brought to you by my team and I at Convince and Convert Consulting. We're a digital marketing analysis firm that works with leading brands to keep their content marketing ahead of customer expectations. We work with you to plot your current content program on a five-stage maturity map and then optimize your content marketing over time to level up again and again. Find out how Convince and Convert Consulting can make your content marketing better. Visit convinceandconvert.com consulting. That's convinceandconvert.com slash consulting. Now, back to the show.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Content Experience Show. We are here with the always amazing Jay Bear, and we are talking talk triggers, which is- I'm
0: literally paying you to say that. I just <laughs> want to make sure everybody everybody's clear. Because Anna and I are both at Convincing Consulting. So I do appreciate that, Anna Harak. Thank you very much. Your bonus check is in the mail.
1: There's no conflict of interest here today. It's purely about education for everyone. Okay. Totally.
2: Which is also now going to be a talk trigger. So it's so we've just gone super meta. Uh so we are talking talk triggers, and that book comes out on October 2nd. So, Jay, October 2nd is a little bit far away. It's January. Can you give everybody, you know, some insight into maybe how they can start identifying or building their talk triggers until the official book and how to guide comes out?
0: Absolutely. Thanks, Anna. Well, I think first of all, people have to understand how just how powerful word of mouth is. As I said earlier, most businesses are very laissez faire about how they handle word of mouth. They just assume that it happens. Uh, and it's just not really part of marketing conversations very often. Like there is no strategy, there is no plan. So step one is to say, hey, we should take this seriously. And trust me, you should. Step two is to see if maybe you've got some existing talk triggers already. Like You may have something that you are known for amongst your customers that maybe you just don't think about uh, so much as a talk trigger. So for example, I was recently in South Dakota doing a presentation for the South Dakota uh, Department of Tourism to all of the different Uh, tourist attractions and hoteliers and restaurateurs and tour operators in that state. And there's a famous business in South Dakota called Wall Drug. It's been around for almost 100 years. It's uh, a very large kind of tourist destination, really interesting business. And so, I just did a quick search of... Uh, people who post to Instagram and tag that post with Wall Drug, and what I found was that out of the first twelve posts I looked at, four showed customers riding this giant, like fifty foot tall cement jackalope that they have out front. And so, when you've got four out of twelve just randomly, right? That that's that's a pretty significant pass through threshold. Like they already have a talk trigger right under their nose, they just didn't know it. So if I was running wild drug, as I mentioned to them in my presentation, like I would double down on emphasis of this giant rabbit. There's a museum in South Dakota called the Adams Museum. It's in Deadwood, South Dakota, the famous um, old Western town, also the same name of a famous HBO show. And this museum kind of chronicles the history of that region back when it was kind of gunslingers and miners and all that stuff well, this museum has lots and lots of exhibits and you can go to tripadvisor.com or use social listening, depending on your business. And they'll show you a word cloud of, of the words that typically show up when people uh, leave a review on TripAdvisor. Well, so I did that for these guys. And and this particular museum, you know, has talked about free admission and history of deadwood and a few other things in the word cloud. Then in the word cloud guys, it said, it said two headed calf. What? And I said, Wait a second. Okay, so free admission. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, history of Deadwood. Yeah, that's cool. Three floors was one of the other uh, keywords. It's got three floors to the examiner. like, Okay, that's cool. Two headed calf. Well, now we're getting somewhere from a talk trigger standpoint. And so I told them, I said, Look, if you've got a two headed calf, and some people or many people are already mentioning that in your TripAdvisor reviews, that is your talk trigger. So the first thing you should do is look for evidence of consistent customer chatter now. And then, and this is why this fits into the content experience show, Once you have that thing, right? Once you have your differentiator, then you use content to make sure that people know about it. We just finished the chapter, writing the chapter in the book about what we call amplifying your trigger. And the key to amplifying your talk trigger to making word of mouth work is to make sure that your customers know that this thing is different, right? And so content is the propellant for word of mouth. You can't just say, well, we've got cards and then nobody knows about it, right? You gotta have an Instagram account. You got to encourage your customers to share about it. The, the Joker thing that Skip's Kitchen does, etc. So content and word of mouth work together very, very tightly. At least that's how it should work.
1: Those are awesome examples. I, I feel intimidated a little because you know some of these just feel so outrageous. But I guess they just come to be. I I know in in our case, uh, you've always loved one of our talk triggers here at Uberflip being our big, uh, very popular pink headbands that just stand out. Everyone know that know them, and it creates this army of followers. and And many of our customers will write to us saying, "How do I get one?" or "I need one for other members of our team." And you know, it's it's fun when we have these outrageous uh, things that just kind of form. And and to your point, I think you have to kind of run with them. Um, You know, another one, yeah, and another Absolutely. I, I don't know if you'd classify as a talk trigger, but we were trying to associate it as something that people talk about us in association with is this conference that we've put on the last two years. Uh, it's been amazing having you there as a speaker. Uh, and I, I don't know if we have time to talk about it, but you know, maybe I'll ask you at the end when we get all personal with you, you know, your your best game show experience in your life. And and we can hit on 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 that uh, a little later, uh, but but you know we've managed to really start to build a movement together of people who are buying into the importance of content experience and trying to understand the different ways to do that. And I'm hoping it becomes a talk trigger for us and our business that people associate ConX, you know, with our with our company and as much as it's disconnected in, in some ways as well.
0: Completely agree. Super excited for this year's edition of Content Experience Event ConX, August twentieth through the twenty second in Toronto. The very least. Expensive tickets you can ever find are on offer right now until January 31st. So, just for a couple more days, but it's regardless, it's just a spectacular value. So, it's going to be uh, the folks at Uber Flip and uh, our team at Convince Convert Consulting working together to produce this event this year. We're super excited about it. Like, there's a lot of events out there about content marketing we really are fired up about this event for for a few different reasons one it's it's an intimate event randy i mean we're talking about you know 750 950 people something like that big enough to be really dynamic but but still small enough that you can interact with uh, attendees with speakers and and everybody kind of is having a similar experience you're not spread out into 17 simultaneous breakout rooms etc which can get a little bit exhausting so it's it's a great size the event is a blast randy mentioned it and i'll say it on his behalf the team at uber flip do a terrific job of of making things fun their talk trigger is is what we call talkable attitude and it's actually in the book that i'm writing right now about how uberflip has a particular attitude about everything including the pink headbands and that really manifests itself at the connex event it is an absolute blast like most events are fun at some level right so that's why people come to events but this event is really fun and that's why i like it it's also super relevant um you know this event is curated and produced by by randy's team and me and my team and so We feel like we know something about the content experience. And so this is an event that's produced for content marketers and is produced by content marketers. And and not all events can say the same thing. Uh, Really great speakers. No panels. There's no sessions that you're going to go to at Connex and say, oh, that session sucked or that was a bad speaker. Like That will not happen. I promise you that will not happen, right? It's, it's going to be solid. It's in Toronto. If you haven't been to Toronto, you, you need to make that happen. It is one of the great cities in North America and really in the world. There's not nearly enough events for digital marketers in that region and and this is the leading event uh for for our audiences there you're if you haven't spent time in toronto you're gonna love going to an event there as i mentioned it's a smoking deal 499 us until the 31st which is like almost criminally inexpensive um so i really encourage everybody to to try to get up there to the event. It's going to be great. I'm going to be there. Randy's going to be there. Anna is doing a workshop, a uh, really great workshop and editorial calendars uh, the, on the first day of the event. It's going to be fantastic. Jay, that's, that's
1: an amazing plug. And it's become an amazing partnership between Convince & Convert, Uberflip, and and yourself uh, working on this. One of, one of the most important things, though, that you forgot as you were listing all the benefits is that it's in Toronto, but it's not in the winter in Toronto. Right. I mean, we're like, <laughs> yeah, good point. We're, we're like, you know, and I'll, and I'll speak to my, for my American friends right now in, in Fahrenheit, I, I was skiing last week and it was like minus three Fahrenheit. Uh, it was not, ple-
0: that was without the wind, but in the summer, just, Hey, it's not even just Toronto. It was like 10 in Jacksonville last week. So, I mean, you know, who, who knows? Like it's, it's bad all over.
1: But, you know, the good news in in Toronto in the summer, in August, it is gorgeous. I mean, like, you know, high 80s, beautiful weather, uh, and we have a great time together. And we learn from each other, which I think is one of the most important things that we need to continue to do as marketers is challenge each other, learn from each other, um, and share those best practices of how to create these amazing experiences.
0: Couldn't agree more. I hope everybody gets out to ConX. It's going to be a blast. How do they do that, Randy?
1: So they go to connex.uberflip.com. Um, as you said, there is an amazing price. I can't even give a promo code that's going to get a better price than where we're at right now. And when they get there, they can also check some of the content that we've had in the past. Uh, great content from UJ, uh, you, Jay. Know, great speaking opportunities You know, to join us in the coming year. We're looking for, for speakers to still round out. And I know a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are great thought leaders and practitioners and i think that's the exciting thing is that we have that mix of speakers who are great thought leaders and great practitioners so that we can really learn you know the trends and also the tactics that have worked amongst marketers So Jay, we we promised we would get a little personal, and I, I always am intrigued what people do in their downtime. And I'm I'm not saying you're a game show fanatic, but I know you have a soft spot for game shows. So first off, without any bias to the answer, what is your favorite game show to watch these days on television?
0: A big Price Is Right guy. Uh, people say I look a little bit like Drew Carey and I would totally do that job. Like if he ever decides to not do it, like I would, I would take that gig uh, in two seconds. I would, I would sell convince and convert in a hot minute to be the prices, right? Host probably for no other reason. There's probably no other circumstances by which I would sell it, but to be prices, right? Host in two seconds, Anna's out. Um, I'm going, i going straight to, straight to prices, <laughs> right?
2: You know, I'm still here, right?
0: Oh, she's still on the show. So <laughs> we'll, we'll delete that part. Uh, and So that's probably my favorite because uh, I just think it's really fascinating, the mixture of people that they get on the show and the variety of games uh, is is great and it's just such a an American uh, staple. So that's probably my favorite. And and I used to watch it, you know, even when I was a little kid. If I you know, was homesick for some reason or
1: whatever. So we alluded to this earlier, and and people were probably wondering what in the world we were talking about. But I'll actually give you credit that I think you could do it because I've seen you host a version of the Family Feud. We called it the Content Feud at Connex last year. Yes, and I, I can tell you that for some of the people who were contestants on that thing, they said it was one of their career highlights.
0: <laughs> well, that's a that's a very thin career. Um I I would say but. Uh, but I was delighted to do it. And I think we're going to bring it back this year. I was actually voted most likely to be a game show host in high school. So I almost have, have kind of pulled it off. Uh, thanks to to you, Randy and, uh, and the Connex event. So, uh, while I probably won't get Drew Carey's job, I can live vicariously each year, uh, in Toronto in the
2: summer. Nice. One more question for you, Jay. So not many people know that you are a certified barbecue judge. This is correct, right? Yeah. Yes, true. In your opinion, what makes drool-worthy, ridiculously amazing barbecue?
0: Well, I could. How much time do we have on the show? Uh, <laughs> it depends on the meat, Anna. It depends on on whether you're talking chicken, pork, or beef or other. But let's just assume uh, that we're going to go with pulled pork. So here's the thing, the meat really matters. And I, and I would say, especially for pork, because commercially raised pork that you get in the grocery store has, has essentially been bred over time to, to have less flavor and and more consistency, right? So it always kind of tastes the same and it's really not, doesn't really taste like much of anything. So Take the time, spend the money to get heritage, you know, good pork, and you will be blown away at the difference. And that doesn't matter whether it's pulled pork or ribs or eat, or even just a pork chop you throw on a skillet at home. Like good pork, if you haven't had it, it's so much different than the pork you get at the grocery store. It will blow your mind. So I'd say the meat really matters. And the second that people don't talk about very much is the type of wood. So it's not just wood is wood is wood, right? I mean, apple tastes so much different. Apple smoke tastes so much different than hickory smoke versus mesquite smoke, which we're familiar with being from Arizona. It it is a huge, huge differentiator. And so if people are just starting to get into barbecue, one thing to really play with is, is to actually, you know, do the same recipe with a different type of wood and then make notes. Every single good competitive barbecuer I know, and I'm fortunate to know a lot of them, all are very detail oriented, have lots of spreadsheets. So they have a Google Doc or an Excel doc or a database where every cook, every time they make something, they write down okay, I used this wood, this temperature, this time, this finishing rub. Um, you know, this is how I cut it, this is how long I rested it and then they change something every day. So good barbecue is also really similar to a good content experience where you're always testing and you're always optimizing, right? It really is. I mean, I, I mean, the guys I talked to about barbecue, all they're really doing is A-B testing, but they don't know it's called that because that's our world. But they're basically A-B testing a sauce. They're A-B testing smoke, right? It's a very similar discipline, actually.
1: I, I, what I love and what I think is wild about this personal uh, interview part at the end is where we could really merge your two answers between, the game show and the cooking, because my kids these days, I don't know about any of you, but my kids are obsessed with watching these game shows that are all about cooking now, right? Like these reality cooking shows like Cooked and, um, and Chopped or whatever they they call them. I, I think you should adjust your lifetime goal to be the game show host of some sort of cook-off, because then everything comes together and you could be A-B testing so you're pretty much ready to go.
0: I would be super into that. If anybody listening has some sort of television production uh, in, you just you just let me know. We'll make it happen.
1: Okay. We, we are going to work on it in the background.
0: In the meantime, I hope... Let's do a cooking show at Conex this summer. All right. Let's do Iron Chef and we'll have different sponsors or participating companies or Uber flip con- uh, clients and they all have to make something out of mushrooms or something that we'll judge it.
1: Listen, you're part of the production team this year, so I have way less say <laughs> anymore in terms of whether or not that happens or not. So, uh, that's j- yet another reason to, to think about coming no guarantees, but think about coming to Toronto. And in the meantime, I hope, uh, yeah. I hope everyone listening to this podcast today was entertained and will continue to you know check out more of our, uh, podcast episodes, uh, Please check out Convince & Convert to, or go to iTunes or Stitcher, search for the content experience show and leave us feedback when you do in terms of how you've been enjoying you know, the shift that we've made on this podcast and, and the direction that we continue to take it. In the meantime, I'm Randy Frisch from Uberflip. Thanks to Anna Harak for joining me from Convince and & Convert and of the Convince & Convert party is complete with Jay Bear today. Thanks so much, Jay, for, for taking the time
0: to check in. Thanks, guys. Congrats on the show. We'll see you in August. This is Jay Bear, and thanks for listening to the Content Experience Show. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentexperienceshow.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. That's contentexperienceshow.com. The content Experience Show is sponsored by Convince and Convert Consulting and by Uberflip. It's produced by my team and I at Convince and Convert. If you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show, just go to convinceandconvert.com.